You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to Gospel Theory, where we discover all the correct principles of Jesus Christ through all those myths, those rumors, and those incorrect definitions. I am Tristan Neal. And I'm Isak Neal. Welcome. Welcome. So what are we talking about today? Well, what do you want to talk about today? Oh, we, well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you always That's, have your rebel site come out. Yes, I do have my rebel site. <laughs> so today we would like to share with you our thoughts on Heavenly Mother. So who is Heavenly Mother? Mm, Heavenly Mother is the mother of our spirit. Yes. Right? Yes. And she's the spouse of Heavenly Father, right? Yes. Heavenly mm-hmm. Father's wife, right? Um, she's known as God the Mother, like just like God the Father, God the Mother. Oh, okay. Right? Um, we, you and I, all of us are her spirit children. Because she's our spiritual mother, we are his her spiritual children, and we live together in heaven, all together as a happy family. Yep. Mom and dad and the kids, right? There was a lot of them, though. Well, a <laughs> lot a more than we even understand, <laughs> right? We we don't even understand. Now she's not the father of our mortality. She's not the father mother of our physical bodies, right? Our physical mothers are, are that. Yes. And we established that and under, helped understand that in podcast 48 where we talked about uh, the definition of podcast. father. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there is a, I don't even know, what, what would be the word? The issues around Heavenly Father, Mother. Why don't we talk about Heavenly Mother more? What are some of the things that you've been told during your growing up years about why we don't talk about Heavenly Mother? Why we don't? No, I don't have a reason why we don't. But well, okay. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, I mean that way because for me, um, for me, I guess she's not always in my mind. Okay. So I don't necessarily feel the need to. Um, however, the ex- the explanation that I always receive, that most people receive, that we're because. We basically despise the Mormon culture, and <laughs> and because of the Mormon culture, the explanation was this: Father, um, in order to protect her, mm-hmm. has left her out, so that way her name would not be uh, would not be taken in vain. And I think that is valid to a point, but it's not a good enough reason. Right. There's more needed There's on that, right? Be, right? And yet we sometimes just accept that, right? I was told. I accepted it, but yeah. most, a lot of people don't. Right. And this is why right. we're doing this. And I and, and another thing that I um that I was told growing up is that her name is too sacred to know. And mm. so does that mean to keep her a secret? Maybe. Okay. I accepted that, right? Yeah. Her name is too sacred. Okay, so we don't know her name, but can we talk about her? Can we know about her? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with this situation, like, we, we, how can we never know about it? And there's only one hymn about her. Well, in this podcast, I'm going to show you that there are four different places in the scripture that Heavenly Mother is mentioned. And there are three hymns that mention Heavenly Mother. 
Um, not just one. Not to cut you off and hear anything, but is it possible also because of the translation of the Bible and because of yes. the and because of the way things were that not everything got put into the Bible yes. and not everything was needed to be there. so so we may have lost her name um, within that. Or that, it's, that that's possible. But it, we we might not have known her name, but we know that she's mentioned a lot more and that's been taken out. Oh, I see. Right, okay. the mention of her, maybe not her name specifically, but her the mention of her. Uh, is that could and that I will, have been because what well, we talked about this in another podcast is that the people that believed in a secular god, if there was a mother, then there would have had to have been more than one god. Yes, that so point. that's where I want to go. Right, okay, that's right. exactly oh, where that's I want to go. Right. That's right. Okay. okay, so um, but yes, you're right, and I want to give you a definition and show you specifically. So let's end with that. Okay. 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 Um, but I let's go back to the reason why we don't talk about her. Now, when I was learning numbers in the scriptures is when I discovered a really beautiful thing. So let me give you a little bit of background to understand where this is coming from. I, um, I got off my mission. I went and took a, a seminary class or an institute class, and he started telling me about these numbers in the scriptures. Like number three represents some sacred things about Jesus Christ, and number five is a is a number, and then number seven is this number that means complete, and number forty means that. And I was like, "Whoa, wow! Are all the numbers represented in the scriptures?" That was my question. Well, you. <laughs> I think it's funny to me because uh, that's all you talk about now. <laughs> okay. yes. So yes. yes, obviously they are because yes, it is what I. Yeah, it is probably my uh, the basis my, of all of your my basis is of everything that yes. I teach. Right, it all comes down to numbers for me. So um, yes, there are all numbers. So here, here's what I discovered. Yes, they are all numbers, and yes, and maybe we could do a podcast on this. All of the numbers teach the plan of salvation in a beautiful formation. But at, at the time I was discovering these and God was teaching me and helping me understand them, I discovered that the circle represents the number one for shapes, that the triangle was the number three, that the square was the number four, that the pentagon was the number five, okay? But then wait, 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 wait. What's the shape for the number two then? Mm. This plagued my mind for years and i'm talking years and years well, wouldn't that just be a line two points right maybe maybe okay but was it really right yeah. i didn't know for sure if the circle was a one and it was like it's it's yep. for sure Enter the one point. i figured yep. it out but and three is definitely the triangle so is number two just the line or is there more to it well, there's more to it. So this is what my discovered. Unless you want to tell them. Do you know it? Mm -mm. Oh, you don't remember? Okay. No, I know. Well, you get to take my numbers class again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it is, so in the early Greek, when they were um, making the shapes and discovering these, obviously they came from God first, but they would write and draw and they discovered these principles of shape that are so beautiful. The circle is not just the circle. It has to have a center point. You pointed that out earlier, right? Oh, okay. So the yeah. point oh, that's, that's cannot, 
Yeah. The point, I mean, the circle cannot exist so without a point. So when people say there's not any points in a circle, it's a lie. It's absolutely a lie. Because a true circle, there has to be a point yeah. in the middle. And the point represents God the Father, who is quiet, unassuming, and unseen, yeah. right? Right? All of those things. But uh, they're without that. the point, there is no circle. It just fall apart. It wobble and wobble, right? Yep. It holds everything together. And who holds the universe together? God the Father, right? God the Father is the point, and the circle is the creation. Then you draw a line from the center point to the outside of the circle, and that represents the plan of salvation that God created for us. Yeah, and then you draw from that, that new point that you have on the outside of your circle, you now draw a new circle around that, creating two beautifully equal circles sharing the same radius. The Vesica Pisces. The Vesica Pisces. And the reason it's called the Vesica Pisces is because there's no English word for it. <laughs> oh. There's no English word for it. It is actually a Latin word that means fish bladder. Oh. <laughs> it has nothing. It's it's it because of that fancy. center. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Look at see that center that when the in the two circles, right? Yeah. That center piece right here, it looks like this shape. And that is a fish bladder shape. So they called it the fish bladder. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So there is a shape for the number two. It's called the Vesica Pisces, or two equal shapes. So if the first one is God the Father, then the shape for the number two, the cir second circle, represents God the Mother. Correct? Okay, say that one more time. So if the circle represents yeah. God the Father, yeah. the equal circle... That's right next to it. Right next to it represents God the Mother. But that's not that's so that's the two. That's the number two. But there is a. I was sort of right. There is a line. And there's a there line between is each, a line between each that represents the plan of salvation. But the the second circle, those two circles, then this is the most beautiful part. Those two circles, with that vesica Pisces in the middle, that fish bladder in the middle, creates all other shapes. So the number one and the number two, or the circle and the two circles, create all other shapes. They are the parents to all other shapes. I do remember learning that. Wow. Um, so why do we so not talk about the number two? Why did we never learn that the vesico Pisces is the shape for the number two for hundreds of years? In all, I would say a thousand years. Maybe even almost 2,000 years. Wow. We have not talked about the number two shape. Why? Uh, because that would mean that they're... Well, I guess I'm feeling... I'm always going sinister because I always know that men's hearts will fail them. And I always know that there's always somebody trying to take over somebody and trying to be God themselves in a way. Whether it be politicians or whether it be kings or whether it be whatever. And I feel like that that's, this is the similar story. That there's a main reason why if we took that number two out, then that would mean bringing God out of the picture. Because this is what rulers do. They have to take care of God. 
They have to tackle him. Because if if God exists, there's someone higher than him. Right? So Oh, so, so it's so higher than the king. Okay, there's, now there's, I'm getting yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, okay, so, right. So the the king or the ruler or whoever is seeking for power, mm-hmm. and in that could legitly just be a cult leader, or it could just be um, a, a, a narcissistic uh, a person it, taking ruler. They have to get rid of God, eliminate God in a society, mm-hmm. in or in in that community, in order for them to be the superior being. Yeah. Right. So I feel like it's going along that lines. Am I am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. But who's in charge of that selfishness of that ruler? Who's in charge of the selfishness? Yeah, of who who himself? created No, who create who nah. What do you we, mean? We we yes, it's true that we are uh carnal minded and, and can easily go down the carnal way. But who's the father of all lies? Who's the father of carnality? Oh Satan. Who's for the sure. thought who's yeah. the who's the one who put those thoughts in this mind, yeah, right? Satan. Satan. Now who wants to be the god of this world? Satan. Satan. Which is why and a if single he, male spirit is Okay, is so the that's where I want right? to do, right? He changed the definition of God to be a male single spirit. By the way, that's in podcast number one. We wanted to tackle that. Oh yeah, quick. yeah. It's yeah. so good. So if he's a male single spirit, God's definition <clears throat> if the God if that's the definition of God the Father. And he has to be single, male spirit, which is the definition of Satan. Then Satan has won, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't think of like single, like an individual. I didn't think of like them not, not married. married. Wow! Not married. Oh my gosh! Not Satan's married. So clever. He is super clever. So who can't get married? Satan. So if he changed the whole definition of God the Father. And he made him single like himself, then there can't be a mother. There can't be a wife. No wonder. So, and not. We're all thinking there's this, some cynical reason that the prop, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, well, women aren't, don't play a big enough role in the, in the gospel, which is. Bull-loney. Total, which is ridiculous. <laughs> of course, right? But this is some, uh, a lot of, I, I call them anti Mormon feminism. And this is what they do. They, 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 they bash on it because the church isn't feminist enough, or I guess. And so it's a, a lot of people will buy into that, right? Mm-hmm. And they buy into this idea, but it's not us that did it. It was Satan. It was Satan. Yeah. The whole time, right? He changed the definition to fit himself so that he became the God of this world. And Heavenly Mother <clears throat> became obsolete. And she had to become obsolete. And he couldn't just take it out of the scriptures. He had to take it out of mathematics. Wow. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's not existence. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. We haven't talked about it for thousands of years. And my job is to bring it back to life. Heck yeah. Right? Bring it back to life. So Satan's doing. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so the Vesica Pisces is the mother of all other shapes. They're wow. just like Heavenly Mother is the spirit, the mother, the parent, one of the parents of all of us. Oh, it's so beautiful, though. It yeah. is so beautiful. Because we are shapes ourselves, right? Yes. And we yes. Are, it, it's, it's like unto that, mm-hmm. right? And you guys, if you ever take my math class, you would love it because... Number one, uh, the circle is a two-dimensional shape. 
and the vesico pisces is a two-dimensional shape but as soon as you draw start drawing in those lines inside that vesico pisces and you can create a triangle that folds up into a 3d tetrahedron creating the first 3d shape out of two out of two two-dimensional shapes Isn't that what we do as parents? We create three-dimensional... Yeah, but uh, is Heavenly Mother and people? Heavenly Father were spirit, two-dimensional people, if you will. Yeah. Creating three-dimensional beings. Physical. Yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful. And it's all mathematically correct. Wow. Satan has destroyed mathematics. Yeah, he has. He has made us dependent on the numbers and the formulas and the proofs within math to where math is ugly and it's disgusting almost, right? To where, and most curriculums out there teach you about math are teach you independence from God. Math is not dependent on God and we're not dependent on God because mathematics is A equals B equals C equals D or whatever. Yeah. And right? It's yeah, not, it's, it's that. It's always true. There's, yeah. there's, but that's the if whole reason why it's so amazing. Yes. Right? That's the whole reason why it works out is because why math always is true. There's only one answer in math. Yes, that's why it is because, yes, and it proves God over and over and over again. And if taught correctly, can teach us dependence on him. Well, now we're teaching math in a way that uh, means is completely meaningless now. Yes. Where we say that math is subjective. Mm -hmm. And that is the most dangerous thing I could ever think of. Yeah. Because if math was subjective, there wouldn't be any bridges. If math was subjective, <laughs> there wouldn't be any mm -hmm. uh, bridges or roads or and cars it, or yeah. anything. So in a sense, they're taking the point out of the circle. Yeah. That's exactly how, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they are. That's literally what they're doing. That is And the circle creepy. will fail. Creation is the circle. Creation will fail. If we take God out of the picture. Wow. Yeah. So we need to bring mathematics back to be dependent on God. Okay. So that cool. was my little soapbox. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> but here I'm talking to you. This is Satan's plan to have us not talk about Heavenly Mother. It's been the plan from day one. Wow. Yeah. And I just can't wait for the day where we get more revelation about her. Oh, yeah. You know? We and do definitely, happen, right? definitely need Either more revelation. Either in this life or the next yeah. I, or, or in the millennium, but mm -hmm. it's going to happen. But Satan's hid it from us, right? Literally. And then he says, well, God the Father is just um, is hiding it from you. He, t he puts it back on Heavenly Father and making, you know, God's hidden this from him. He doesn't want you to know about her. But he's the one who's taken it away from us. The more I do this podcast, <clears throat> the more I realize the importance of definitions. Yeah. Because um, when, you know, we, I thought it was kind of silly that we were changing our brand, right, with the Jesus Christ thing. But that's why we say Heavenly Father, not just God. Right. Because we say God, there it implies Totally, all a hundred different, different definitions. But when we say heavenly Father, that implies that there is also a, a heavenly mother. mother. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, awesome. All right, so now let's get into some scriptures. 
the scriptures that talk about Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. And the right. first one's right off the bat in Genesis 2, 24. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his mother and his father and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. See, Adam and Eve were only only ones on earth at the time. Their parents were heavenly parents. Both Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother were Adam and Eve's parents, right? Yep. That's <laughs> night and day. That's yeah. very clear. Yeah, but they gave birth spiritually because they were spiritual in, in, the, in the Garden of Eden, right? But did they have a mother and the father? Absolutely. Yeah, they had to leave their mother and their father in order to come into the world. Wow. <clears throat> and to be one flesh on in the mortal world. But they definitely had a heavenly mother and a heavenly father. Okay. Makes sense. So that's the first one. Now, the second one is found in Moses chapter 3, verse 24. This, exp this is exactly the same thing as Genesis 2, 24 saying the same thing. So it's just a repeat of the same thing. And then we have um, some little more obscure ones, if you will. <coughs> uh, uh, Ephesians 5, verse 22 and 23. This is Paul talking to the Ephesians about marriage relationships. And he says these words. He says, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands unto the Lord. The husbands... The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So what Paul's doing here is he's comparing marriage covenant relationship to the gospel relationship, right? That's all he's doing here. Um, then in verse 31 and 32, he says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. Now, these are the words that are kicker, okay? This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So what's he doing? He's quoting back from Genesis. Oh. He's quoting leaving our heavenly father and our heavenly mother, right? He's not saying, leave your dad and mom on earth. He's saying, we left our heavenly parents. That's the mystery. Wow. Okay. The great That's mystery pretty... is that we're leaving our heavenly mother and our heavenly father. Paul knew the doctrine of heavenly mother. There was no question in his mind that he knew there was a heavenly mother. And we shouldn't question it either. Yeah. <laughs> right? How many journals he must have written about it, but never, that got, never got to print, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. There's probably many. Um, so also, um, Abraham 4, 27, there's some, another reference for, for Heavenly Mother. And then also in the, um, proclamation to the world that came out in 1995, right? That came out from the prophet. He said, all human beings, male and female are beloved spirit children of heavenly parents a heavenly father and a heavenly mother 
This understanding is rooted in scriptural and prophetic teachings about the nature of God, our relationship to divinity. Now, why would they put that in a declaration or proclamation? Uh, Well, specifically because of the world. Yeah. So, well, because, I'm sorry, there was proclamation of the family, right? Right. Right. It was all about the family. So, So if we're going to protest that there's this, there are heavenly parents. I mean, if we're going to say that the importance of family, and we are, that's our real emphasis as the church, then we have to acknowledge that Heavenly Mother is a part of that family. That we came from a spiritual family. Yes. Right? Yeah. We were a spiritual family, and now we have yeah, our Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Family. What? Which spirits, we just came out of nothing? Like right. Like it just happened? Right. It doesn't work that way. Not in God's law. No. Exactly. No. Exactly. All right. So let's go through some hymns now. And then and then we'll let's go to that word that or the, the, the Hebrew language. Okay. Okay. So in our hymns, we have obviously the one that's most quoted the most often is, Oh, my father, father, mother, may I meet you. It's beautiful language. That was written by Eliza Star- Snow, who is my superhero, <laughs> and uh, Joseph Smith. Uh, Joseph Smith um, approved of those words to be in that hymn. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's another one, hymn number two eighty six. Oh, what songs of the heart is the title of the of the hymn, and in there it says, "When our heavenly parents we meet," speaking about heavenly Father and heavenly Mother. And then the last one is is hymn number 311, as we meet again as sisters, it says these words, that we with heavenly parents may sing eternally. Mm. Okay. So yes, we do talk about Heavenly Mother. Yes, it is a part of our doctrine. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So let's end with a Hebrew word. <clears throat> Hebrew word is Elohim. Oh, Okay. What does the word Elohim mean to you? Well, it's a, it's a, isn't it God's spiritual name? Yes. Heavenly Father's. Yeah, it's Heavenly Father's name. Right? Yeah. His name. Yeah, Yeah. that's all I know. Okay. So in Hebrew, the I am at the end of a word is like RS at the end of our words in English. So it's plural. Oh. So Elohim means gods. No. It literally means gods. So, well, because the Jews don't talk about it a whole, Heavenly Mother a lot either. Because why? Satan took it out. Oh my gosh. Satan took it out. Okay. But now here's so the this kicker. Is, I didn't realize how important it was to study. Well, I. I'm not. I'm starting to realize the importance of studying hero, <laughs> right? Because of you guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that makes sense. It's it's so cool. So here's how we absolutely know this to be true. Okay. So remember back in Genesis <coughs> one where it says, and so God went down and he organized man in his own image, and in the image of of God created he him. Right? You remember that scripture? Yes. Okay. If you read that scripture in Moses, it'll say the same thing. But if you read it in Abraham, and who translated it from Abraham's book? Yeah, that was Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith did. And this is how it is read. So the gods went down to organize man in their own image. 
in the image of the gods to form they him, both male and female to form they them. Whoa, that is that implies a lot. It does. That makes way more sense. Yes. Because as we become like Christ and like gods and like it just see this is what I love about the church and when you really and and, and gospel and not just the church. I wouldn't say the church. The gospel of Christ is that it just makes sense. If you're going to procreate on earth and it takes a man and a woman to do so, it would take a man and a woman to do it in heaven to create spirits as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that scripture is saying. Yes. God's yes. two people, yes, male yes. and female. Now, sometimes people will say, well, that just means it's Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father, those two gods, right? But, but hello, no. Jesus Christ cannot, at that time, create something of his own, right? He cannot perform that. It's Heavenly Mother. It he refers to Heavenly Mother. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah. So, and here's just one, a, a helpful piece to understand that. About that same scripture in Abraham, our Spencer W. Kimball said, God made man in his own image, and certainly he made woman in the image of his wife partner. So it means definitely there's a heavenly mother and a heavenly father. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. We, our doctrine is we have a heavenly mother. We just have not received more in, in, we have not received more, right? Right. We don't know her role. We don't know what she looked like. We don't know her name. We don't know, um, was she the tree? Was she not the tree? I mean, all these things that have become, those are ethereal doctrines right now because they were taken away from us, right? Satan erased it from history. So we are just now, with, mathematically, we've been re-given more. Yay. Hallelujah. But now we need more. We're still living in the restoration and it's ongoing restoration. Restoration That is going to be restored oh, back to us. You know what? Us. I don't even, didn't even think about that. But yet, when we talk about the restoration, I didn't think of it as that we're continuing to live it. I just thought that Joseph Smith was the end of the restoration. No. Really? We, no. We are continually receiving. Well, I guess that makes sense because there's still prophets. There's mm -hmm. still oh, oh yeah. I see. So, and there's a lot we still don't know. It's still not been restored. Oh yeah, I know there's tons. Yeah. And I guess I, yeah, I just never thought the being a part. That's actually kind of cool. It's like we have a role now. Yeah. Right. As as restorers mm -hmm. of his gospel. Yes. Not to re to receive personal inspiration for ourselves, which may have not have been so easily done before he was around or in the old times right mm -hmm. it would, would have probably been more difficult so we get that blessing being yes. here so we can count on that and i just think of how how grim the world is and then that makes that gives me a lot of hope yes you know that yes. we are the restorers mm -hmm. and um so that's it's really cool it is yeah it's so really cool. but so if, if joseph smith has revealed it back then certainly a prophet of new could do it as well yeah eventually mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot more we need to learn about her and a lot more needs to be revealed but so in the meantime patience, we just need, we just know it <laughs> we just know it is right we know yep. and we proved it several scriptures lots of hymns uh the word for elohim in hebrew all of that mm -hmm. shows proof and mathematically we have proof that there is a heavenly mother so that is doctrine 
But now we need to know more about her her role. We are waiting for the revelation for that. And obviously, we don't need it at this time. If well, we needed it, it would then have been it would revealed. be exactly yeah. exactly. So all of those that are thinking, wow, why, why don't we know more about Heavenly Father? Well, we, Heavenly Mother, sorry. Um, we do know that she exists and we do, and we can talk about her. We just are waiting for more revelation on her. So keep pondering it. The more we think about it, the more we want it as members of the church, the sooner it will come. Mm. That's my belief. That's very possible. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Um, and uh, have a good rest of your day. And, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.